Hello and welcome to episode 292 of the Spitballing Pod. I'm Luke Byron and shortly I'll be joined as always by Tom Kennett and Jack Harper. Now, ahead of the 2001-2002 season, Sir Alex Ferguson announced that he would quit as the manager of Manchester United at the end of the campaign, completing a historic 16-year stint as manager of the Old Trafford Club. Ferguson reportedly suggested three names to succeed him, David O'Leary, then at Leeds, Alan Kirbishley, then at Charlton, and he pinpointed Martin O'Neill, who was then at Leicester, and would ultimately get the job at Celtic. The United hierarchy chose to ignore his suggestions on this occasion, something they likely should have repeated in 2013, and instead turned to current England manager Sven-Goran Eriksson. Eriksson was concerned about how he would be perceived for ending his England contract prematurely, but he eventually agreed terms and put pen to paper on taking over Old Trafford after the 2002 World Cup. He said, I knew it would be tricky. In his book, My Story, he said, I had a contract with England until the 2006 World Cup and I would be severely criticised if I broke that contract. But this was an opportunity to manage Manchester United, probably the biggest club in the world. I would be able to stay with England through the World Cup. My appointment would not be made official until after the tournament. A contract was signed. I was United's new manager. But over Christmas in 2001, Ferguson rode back on his retirement plans and committed his future to United. The question here, however, is what would have happened if Ferguson had retired? What if Peter Kenyon and the others in charge at Old Trafford had chosen not to let him retract his resignation and the England manager did take charge for their home opener against West Brom in August 2002? first point worth considering then in this whole what if scenario is how would the announcement have been received how would united fans have taken this news that fergie stepped down which they knew already but he's been replaced by sven goran Eriksson. worth pointing out now i did say in the intro that as you may realize was recorded yesterday that jack was going to be here unfortunately that isn't the case so just me and tk here today so tk We've got to think, as far as Sven's stock, would you say this is probably about its highest point? Yeah, I think it absolutely has to be. He's been thrust into the limelight by getting the England job. Uh, and obviously, we've looked at obviously his club career where he's had a lot of success at this point. Yeah. And we've had no dip. No, because um, I looked at how the Guardian reacted going into the tournament and they said... Sven was a prestigious appointment in these circumstances, one of Europe's most respected coaches. Uh, Rio Ferdinand has spoken about how keen he was just for his first meeting with Ericsson. Um, and he called it, he said he was excited to engage with one of the world's game's tactical maestros. <laughs> the 5 1 win over Germany is still fresh in the memory. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I guess he doesn't really take much stick for Seaman being lobbed and Brazil being Brazil. He's took a lot of blame for Seaman being lobbed in his career, but not that, not David. <laughs> He's, um, yeah, you, you go out to that Brazil team going to win. I don't think there's any criticism attached to you at this point. Um, it's at the following tournaments where it comes down. Also, at this point, bearing in mind, 
it's not yet labeled the golden generation either, which obviously does end up being a huge burden for yeah. later managers as well as Sven. Um, at this point, that's not yet the case. Obviously, Rooney doesn't yet come through either, so he doesn't yet have some of the pressure on him that does follow this. He does a good job if you look back at the interviews after the Brazil game, where it's not quite... Um... You know, Frank had that phase before he got sacked with Chelsea where he would quite blatantly say, well, you got to have a look at the players here. you got to have a look at the players. They're not doing Constantly. what I'm asking them to. He managed to kind of swivel it onto the players. He spoke about uh, whether the players ever truly believed they were good enough to beat Brazil. And so that's kind of turning it on them without saying, yeah, it was the players. Yeah, yeah, that is, isn't it? Because... Um, in hindsight now, you point to the fact his sides and one of the things he's later labelled with is kind of just just doing enough. And when you look at the draws with Sweden and Nigeria in this tournament, oh yeah, they they don't look good, but it was almost praised at the time. In fact, who, who is it that tops? Uh, Sweden top the group. They go through and they end up going out to South Korea, I believe, in the first round. Yeah. And yeah. so Sven actually gets more credit because he avoided that draw and coming second. The Southgate, as they call it, in the trade now. Yeah. And you mentioned to me yesterday, and I saw this when looking up yesterday, <laughs> there was some genuine debate as to whether Sven could be trusted against Sweden. <laughs> so, so good. <laughs> just You want to know how actually crazy we are as a, as a country. Our first foreign manager... And we've, oh, we've got to be a bit wary of this guy. Does he really, really want to beat Sweden? Phenomenal. And then you look, and clearly it wasn't that much of an issue because we approached Scolari right before a tournament in which he's taking over, in which he's Portugal manager, and we have a chance of playing them. So it can't have worried us too much. Remarkable. Remarkable. And then decide with McLaren that, no, no, we need an English manager above all else, despite the fact we very clearly... Decided we don't. Bizarre. Yeah. Um, and then, I guess, one of the things as well is, do you think, one of the things he said, one of the big things he says is that he'd have been hated by the fact that he would have left England in the lurch. Do you think that actually rallies United fans behind him? The kind of everyone else hates him. Yeah. Yeah, I think that probably would have... Um... But it, the tricky thing there is he has to then get off to a good start at United or else they probably join everyone else and go in, why the hell have we got this guy? Legendary ex-manager just gone. What the hell have we done? We, we've had an absolute shocker. Yeah, and he's kind of got over the worst of it. He's got over the affair leak at the time. They say one of the big issues that they had with him was that he kind of didn't give the press anything either way. So he wasn't overly nice and he wouldn't, kind of bite at them and give them something to write about either no and so he probably in the best way he could did handle this he said he says he actually dealt with this was it fowler he says made a joke in the dressing room about oh, that's what that's the english press for you and he was like i had no clue what he was on about until later on when suddenly i saw more and more it wasn't just they were targeting me they were just after every single person who ever had my position yeah really showing the growth of this side of the press as well at this point, I yeah. think, where it's becoming more and more of a soap opera. So we think in terms of the people that could have been out there, I know 
I, I mentioned in the intro, Fergie was looking at Alan Kirbishley, David O'Leary, Martin O'Neill. Um, I know Peter Kenyon said that they genuinely thought they could get Arsene Wenger out of Arsenal. I'm not sure how realistic that would be. If the United fans had been asked, do you think at that point they were given a poll and it was right, whoever you pick here is going to be the new manager. And you gave those three that Fergie put forward and Sven, who do you think would have been number one at the time? Sven would have been, wouldn't he? For sure. I don't think there's much doubt about it. Um, this is Martin O'Neill pre-Celtic, so that's you know the best part of his career, although he does do a good job at Leicester. Um, yes, yeah, Sven's stock would have been so, so high. Um, so it's, uh, that been, it would have been a weird one, just seeing that. The fact that he was going to come out after the tournament, so at least they don't you have that hanging over them beforehand. You couldn't even have the idea of this now, could you? You couldn't have a situation whereby we knew the Man United manager's leaving, we know the England manager is taking over, going into a tournament. I just don't think in a million years that would be allowed to happen. There would be so much focus on it, so much scrutiny. Yeah. And then... I guess, look at the situation with Spain, with Lopetegui. He ended up getting sacked by Spain because he was taking the Madrid job, thing around saying, oh, yeah. and then he got binned from Madrid immediately. Yeah, that was mental. Probably in terms of his style of play, I'm not sure. If we think he probably would have stuck with the 4-4-2 that he'd taken with England. Uh, I would have loved if he still shoved Skulls on the left. Makes <laughs> a point. Yeah. Well, he claims that Skulls actually told him he preferred playing on the left, which is something that's always missed out of that debate. That feels like a total lie. <laughs> out with his goal like... scoring, apparently. That yeah, that that feels like maybe scholars maybe once said he'd put up with it and Sven took that as oh well he said he likes it. Well that the uh, well I guess we would have found out if he took over as United manager. Uh he was described as risk averse, something we've pointed to, uh known for his calm and collected demeanour. He was known for being very tactical and he likes to play possession based football. His teams were usually well-organised and disciplined. He was criticised for his in-game management, wasn't he? Uh, yeah. Yeah, essentially that not being reactive enough was basically it, wasn't it? There was some there was some British comedian, I can't think which one it was, you may be able to point it out, and I think he spoke after the Portugal game, and he said, you looked at Scolari on the sidelines, and... He's saying, do this, do that, change this in the midfield. And Sven looks like he's pointing at some bird in the crowd going, oh, well, look at her. <laughs> we Maybe his reputation preceded him. We certainly couldn't get past this sort of emotionless side of it. We couldn't get our heads around that. Probably fed into um, some preconceived biases, certainly media, sections of the media would have had going in, that basically a non-English manager isn't able to understand it. I guess by being so stoic as he was, people kind of thought that, that fed into it. It wasn't passionate enough, didn't care enough, which we've seen, obviously, particularly with a lot of foreign managers now, that you don't have to be running around on the sidelines. But I think at this point, it's still an expectation that an England manager is going to be sort of like that. Yeah, because one of the other things, I guess, that would have gone in his favourite United is he was known for his ability to develop young players. Many of the players that he coached have actually gone on to have successful careers in the game, which probably speaks to his coaching style. Um mm. And if you told United 
he has an attacking possession-based style of play. They'd have been well on board with that. I did see a tweet recently saying, the biggest myth is United fans genuinely believing that they played good football all through our childhood. <laughs> yeah, I did but see the... Not sure what Sven would have done. Yeah, it's... It's difficult, isn't it? Because he probably would have been a little bit more conservative than they would have liked. And if that doesn't, again, if that doesn't produce results very quickly, yeah, they, they're going to call him into question. It's one of the big things that players did like him, I guess, up until a point. At some point, it does go wrong for him. His laid-back nature, probably at some point, you get a bit tired of it. It's like if you had a supply teacher every single day, the novelty does wear off. But certainly early on, I think when you compare what they would have had under Fergie to him, he probably would have gone down very well internally. Yeah, it's probably probably true. Uh, I, I don't think his popularity probably ever dipped with the players. I think they probably always liked him. Um, certainly with the case of England, probably once you've had three tournaments where you achieve the same result each time, you probably look at the guy and go, is he... Is he doing enough? Does he need to change something like that? I imagine Sven was changing anything no, no. too, too radically. I'm um, sure that as he went on. Yeah. So I think you'd probably... Um, at some point, do you struggle to take the guy seriously? I've, I've spoken a few times on here about his appearances on Sky Sports when they, they got him on with Neville and Carragher. I just wonder if eventually players start seeing through something again. I don't know how much tactically you're on board now. And obviously, you've got all this off-field stuff as well. At what point, even subconsciously, do the players just stop respecting him quite as much? Compared to a Ferguson, for example, I don't think yeah. you can respect him quite as much. No, it, it definitely would have been interesting because the whole allowing the girlfriends to come along and all of this, being so calm, and uh, hmm. does work well in international football. But club football is where it could be interesting. But then... One of the things that they say about his time as England manager is that he didn't really put up with the troublemakers who kind of spoiled the good nature of the group. And that's why he say weeded out like Steve McManaman and Fowler were ousted immediately. Lee Bowyer got one cap and was never called back. Yeah. And there's some big characters in that United dressing room, which we'll get onto in a moment. But I don't know that I was reading a piece in the Guardian that was kind of reflecting on his management style. And it said, his attention to detail is hopeless. He often never knows, for example, who the match referee is going to be or much about the opposition. He is an aloof, marginal figure at training. Again, it may look mysterious and profound, but the players have grown tired of that. Yeah, yeah, I can believe it. I can believe it first. That appears to be, okay, we'll go with this. And then after a while, you're like, what is this guy actually doing? Yeah. I also think that it's, it's, it's an odd spot as well where we just said about how much scrutiny the England manager is under. Things with his personal life or whatever, I do think in club football, particularly it's a pretty unique situation in United where it's such a huge club, I do think they come into the microscope even more just because you have to face like a weekly press conference. With the England job, you can hide away for a little bit. Whereas with this, yes. <laughs> you'd just be having the same questions every week. People would keep dragging it up. Yeah, I guess like we did with Rafa, one of the important things to do first is see how he would have built the team in his own image. Because you've got to think as United manager, he's going to be given at least 
the same money that Fergie got, if not more. If when we do this, it's kind of on the basis that they got the same transfer budget each year. Now, one of the big things that I thought when you took a look at what United did going into the 2002-2003 season is the only transfer they make is Rio Ferdinand, who's brought in the 29.1 million. Now, I'm going to make the case that Sven decides not to do that. Really? Alessandro Nesta joins Milan from Lazio that summer for £28 million. Can Sven convince him to join United instead? And would he trust him more than Rio, given he's managed him for a longer period of time? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. That's that's a good shout. I also think the Rio transfer at the time was seen as a really big thing. Like, that's a lot of money. Yeah. And obviously it was a lot of money. And on a young English defender, whereas obviously new in the job, Sven's probably going to think, I don't need that pressure of doing that. Nestor, on the other hand, you're going to be signing an elite European defender that the English press is going to be like, oh, this is a a bit exotic. Yeah, yeah, so you you could be right. Whether we could have persuaded him would have been interesting. But yeah, you could be right. Something that could be interesting then is no one else really can afford that FIFA Rio. So does he join United a year later and partner Nesta? Do oh. Chelsea make him their first statement signing? Yeah, if he's if he's still at Leeds long enough for that, Chelsea probably would have. Yeah. But uh, bear in mind, he came and went before the fire sale at Leeds. He would have been straight <laughs> out the door to whoever they could have got rid of him to. 2003-2004, whether Cristiano joins is obviously a big factor. There were several teams in for him. Arsenal, there were some uh, foreign teams in for him as well. One of the big things supposedly is Fergie, and we hear all about their relationship. Don't we just? I don't know if Sven's going to have that same charm offensive to bring him to Manchester. I don't think he's going to bother, is he? As much as anything, if we know about Sven, he's not on a 17-year-old kid, whatever he was. Sven's probably on holiday whilst the manager's pursuing that yeah. so probably One not that is probably far more likely Luis Ahar joined United for a fee of 15.75 million I think they can get Darius Vassell from Villa cheaper than that <laughs> yeah he did love him he did love him I think that one is borderline nailed on and if oh, we're going yeah, you would have done wouldn't they yeah <laughs> oh, get him up front we're rude that would have been his Moyes um, Fellaini one, wouldn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know if you should have done this, mate. Oh, well, when I tell you one that could be similar, so Fabian Barthez leaves for Marseille on loan. His time at United's done. West Ham have just been relegated. David James is going cheap. Girls. Yeah. David James yeah. could come in over Tim Howard. Some Maybe. big personalities in that United dressing room. Sven has probably got to get some faces in there that he knows and that trust him. Yeah, but he's, I mean, he's not really picking David James at this point. He's still obviously got David Seaman. I think Nigel Martin was the backup to him. So he, he's basically said he doesn't trust David James at that point. So is he going to say it for his club? I'm not sure. He must have an eye on him to bring him in eventually. I mean, he might... He loved Heskey. Whether he could test Liverpool's <laughs> resolve and go, you know what? Does Beckham still leave? 
him and Fergie fell out due to his uh, growing celebrity image. Sven's had his experience with the British press at this point. He's likely to be a bit more forgiving. Yeah, I'm not sure Sven can really take the uh, high horse approach to Bex, can he? No, no. What are you doing with your wife? Because um, by the time I'm, Fergie tries to twist it in the end and say that he's had his head turned by Madrid and he has to get rid of him. Now, Beckham and other people do say it was quite the opposite and Fergie almost pushed him to Madrid and said, look, go on, get out of here. We're better off without everything that comes along with you. Yeah, yeah. Sven and Beckham obviously have a good relationship. I think he may have a word there. And if not, Skulls may be going out onto the right wing. <laughs> yeah, I think he'd probably keep Bex for a bit longer than he did. At least another year. Yeah, the decline in relationship between Beckham and Ferguson definitely prompted it, accelerated the process. He probably ends up going there anyway because the brand becomes bigger than his football, doesn't it? Yeah. In a way. So he probably would have done. But yeah, I think he probably would have stayed for a little bit longer. Now, Veron and Sven were together at Lazio. They have a good relationship. Maybe it's Roy Keane instead who goes to Chelsea. So you're saying he keeps Veron and bins Roy Keane? <laughs> I think he might do. I mean, if anyone was going to get the best out of Veron, in theory, Sven at that point should have been able to, shouldn't he? Because I was going to speak... He certainly speak doesn't give minute. up on him, I don't think, like they did. I think he would have kept going, even if it was a disaster. Well, his first season in charge, and we're going to speak about that in a minute, Gary Neville and Roy Keane both miss half the season. So he's going to have to play Veron. <laughs> and so Veron, by right. that stage, in Sven's team, may be undroppable. It may be that Roy Keane, look, I'm better off getting rid of this guy. You could be right. And at United, uh, uh, if you're Chelsea, is it not a bigger statement than to Nick United's captain? Yeah, it's true. I, I don't. Is Keane starting to be on the slide at this point? Picked up a couple of injuries or two. Maybe I'm I'm being a bit uh, premature there. It's probably a couple of years on. Either way, from I think Veron stays put. I think he, oh yeah, I think he would have stuck with him. Um, 2004-2005 Sven had Rooney in England squad at 17 so there's no reason to believe he wouldn't have returned for him yeah yeah for sure when you look down at the players who appeared the most times under Sven I think the Gabriel Ainsley deal gets put on the back burner that's put to one side Sinisa Mihailovic politely declines the invitation to join up with Mancini at Inter and he instead joins Sven at United. Now, okay. things may have been tough at this point for Sven. <laughs> we're, two, <laughs> we're two seasons in here, nearly three seasons in. Bex, if he's maybe on the way out, you've got someone there that can get set pieces going. And the money that goes on Ainsay could look again to Lazio as Dejan Stankovic, at 26 years old, is on the move for less money than it cost Ainsay to come into United. Roy Keane, if he hasn't left already, 34, I think. Right. Nicky Buck goes to Newcastle. Stankovic, at the very least, can come in on the guys that he's got these 18 appearances that Nicky Buck had. And I think four million pounds into paid for Stankovic. Blimey. 
Stank can say, look, come over here, biggest club in the world. Come and have a crack at the Premier League. And that may win him some favour back. Yeah, it's true. I mean, maybe we're overestimated spend, though. Does he still even have an awareness of European football enough that Stankovic is on his radar? You do worry about the man. He was at, well, he was at Lazio with Sven. Yeah, yeah. Again, he's had enough time elapsed at this point. that he doesn't Yeah, I think go... he's about 20, 21 at that stage. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming you're going to come on to him. Do you think he makes a play for Nedved at any point? Well, I tried looking and I tried seeing if he was unsettled at any point during that time at Juve and it did look like United probably weren't getting him away. Even if Sven, that was his sky appearance, wasn't it? He had Nedved at left wing back on his best 11. (laughs) (laughs) Because at what point does he go from Lazio to Juve? That must be around this time period. I must think be around 2001, 2002. Yeah, I think it's 2001, so it's before Sven has left England. Okay. And it's not like he struggles at Juve to start off with or anything where he can be unsettled. No. no. On my little transfer merry-go-round, the final season of Sven, if we're saying he at least gets up until the time he would have left England. So he's going to 05-06. I think Vidic still comes in. Mihailovic perhaps hasn't quite gone to plan. Reinforcements are needed. Patrice Evra is told, is told to stay in Marseille. Sven needs a man he can trust at this stage. And not a man he's heard can't be trusted around a raw chicken. Wayne Bridge is rescued from Stamford Bridge after a lone <laughs> spell in Fulham. And he's brought to United. Oh, good Lord. Phil Neville leaves as well. And United are in the market for someone who can cover Gary Neville. And if we're bringing in Wayne Bridge on the left-hand side, I think my man Luke Young might be brought in cheap from Charlton. Okay. Yeah, you might be right. English gets to cover it right back, understudy to Gary Neville. Everyone's happy. The thing is, once you started on this road, I thought you were going to say Danny Mills. So anything above that was always going to. I looked at him, and then I thought Luke Young will go there instead. (laughs) Yeah, fair. So, in that time, we're saying what? Rooney still comes in. Beckham gets a bit longer. He has the choice between Nesta and Ferdinand. He may have a better time in the transfer market than Fergie. Yeah, yeah, you could be right. So he does have some howlers at this point as well. Yeah, the keeper could be... I mean, there was a point where there was the debate between Tim Howard and Roy Carroll, wasn't it? Which must have been a dark time for United fans. What a crazy time that was. Obviously inheriting the job from Bartes as well. Just a crazy sort of... And all the while, Van der Sar is literally at Fulham. And you're like, this should should have been the easiest 2 plus 2 equal in 4. But just somehow didn't pick it up. I don't know if if you can correct me here. So I remember being younger and looking at Bartes as somewhat of a joke for a keeper who obviously was very good. In the same sense that we probably looked at someone like Sylvain Wiltord, who was also very good, but had that reputation of, I guess, the guys that he was behind in the pecking order. But he was spoken about as almost like a joke as well. So 
maybe it was something with these uh, younger French guys. I think um, I think Wiltall, that's probably the case a bit more post-career. I think during career, I think he was fairly well-respected, just wasn't on real Burkham. Um, or even Carney. He, he was playing games. He was still getting a decent amount of games, like some big games as well. So Won the league at Old Trafford. Yeah. The um, the thing with Barthes, he yeah, he definitely was seen as like a joke figure because of his various antics. But he would have a game every now and again. It was like a De Gea one where you're like, okay, this guy actually is fucking good. Yeah. But obviously he just had no consistency at all. I know he had a calamity against Arsenal where basically if you like pass the ball out from a goal kick on FIFA and it goes straight to the striker and he did that to Henri, like the worst guy you could do it to. Yeah, yeah. Obviously that that one of obviously the situation at West Ham has just stuck with him forever. <laughs> He's never getting rid of that. Sven, I guess my thinking was that he's going to take guys that he knows he can trust. He's going to be less gambles in there. Now, I did have David James in there, but <laughs> other than that, I've basically picked from <laughs> Italian football or caps under him with England. How mad is it that Capella literally referred to James as calamity in an interview? Yeah. <laughs> just mad. God. Would Nesta have been a better signing for United than Rio? Oh, now that's a question. Mm. It's probably even, isn't it? It's probably about even. Um, if you wanted to be a dick about it, Nesta picks up a couple of European Cups in this time. In theory, he probably could be the better style, but very close. I imagine if you look at the back end of Fergus' success is built on Ferdinand and Vidic. I don't think Leicester and Vidic should be a bad combo either. No, no. But is, is Ferdinand and Vidic just the perfect marriage, maybe? And if we bear some of this in mind then and look to how successful he may or may not have been <laughs> with United, and I think it may be important to get this out early doors, is there any way from the jump that you think he could have done a better job than Fergie or are we essentially looking at the trophies Fergie won and saying could you have also won these yeah probably the second option <laughs> isn't it um, it, it is tricky because I guess as we've kind of touched on the image of Sven now is different to how we would have been viewing this in 2002 it was, yeah. he was seen as the elite of the elite at this point so him versus Fergie as a who is the best manager wouldn't have been seen as a crazy debate at this point. He had an offer to go and manage Barcelona when he was leaving Lazio. Mm. And he explains that there was some rule in Spain, in the Spanish leagues at that time, that if you're a foreign manager, you couldn't sit on the bench. <laughs> and it was, it was going to change within a year or something, but he would have had to have like a year sat away from the bench. And he said, that's not football management. What a wild rule. Yeah, I haven't looked anything up about that, but that's that's his story that he explains. He says he had <laughs> United, and not United, he had Madrid and Barca fighting over him. And can that be? I mean, because they had they'd have had Johan Cruyff with Barca before. Can that be? That's crazy. There's something that he was asking. Maybe they were going to put him or bring him in a year later, but he was told he was yeah. going to have to sit in the stands basically for a year. Now, two thousand and two, two thousand and three. They won the Premier League by five points in actuality. I think Sven could still get this one over the line. 
Yeah. Gary Neville and Roy Keane miss large parts of the season, as I said. They play literally half the season each. Varane and O'Shea play key parts, and although leadership would have been lost in those two characters, maybe having Varane on the field, someone that he has worked with previously, would have helped kind of pass his ideals on. Certainly, well, if he gets a better standard of performance out of Varane, that's a huge plus for them. Yeah. Because they say part of the issues later on in his club management career were effectively all of the players he was trying to manage have been managed by someone far more technical at this point. And so his old methods don't stack up in the same way that they would previously. And so if he's coming in here now, Fergie didn't do the training himself, but his staff obviously coached to a certain degree. And so maybe in the early times, just having something a bit different after a season in which they finish so poorly helps them out. Does he bring Steve Mack with him as well? Obviously, he's been assistant at Man United already. Been assistant with Sven at England. Does he bring Steve Mack in and all's gravy? That would be interesting. Uh, I think when you listen to how Neville spoke about him around that time, when you listen to how Rio spoke about him around that time and the other England guys, there's no doubt in my mind, really, that he would have been a hit initially. It's, it was how long he would have been able to sustain it for. And... I think you've got enough characters in that team to keep going. Fergie says the the reason they finished so poorly the year before was basically because he made the he made this statement at the start of the season that he was going to be leaving. If they're newly right. focused this season, this time around, new manager trying to impress him, maybe all's good. It's a good it's a good point to raise that as well, though, with them finishing poorly that that season before. I think there was a kind of feeling that Fergie retiring was probably about right. That things are starting to go a bit stale and that, okay, this is time to move on. His reversal around that was seen as obviously a bold move and obviously yeah. ends up being like the, the best thing that could have happened to them. But it wasn't seen, again, if we go this this time period, it wasn't seen as this sort of thing of, oh no, what are we going to do? Alex Ferguson's leave. It was seen as a natural probably progression. There was also a little bit of remember says to me right that he was essentially had a bit of a rift with the club over yeah wanting to spend more money as all managers do and this seemed like it had escalated to the point where he's going right off I can leave then because there was a whole thing of he wasn't going to take another job at the club which as we now know maybe would have been best if he just left the club entirely rather than hung around yeah you can read back through the kind of series of events so as you say he was going to do the kind of I'll come on as a technical director and then he has a further falling out with the club and says, well, I'm just going to cut ties permanently. I told my family I was going to leave after a certain stage. Whether I find another job in football, that remains to be seen. Um, We may even have Wenger to blame. He says when he looks back, part of it was just how poorly they finished. that He didn't want that to be his lasting memory that he left with the club. So if Wenger had just kind of rolled over for him, like, we'll let you have this one and we'll get you out of here. Maybe he does just sail off into the sunset. It's a funny thing, isn't it? Because I think Arsenal's success prompts him to maybe go, look, because I remember thinking at the time, look, this Wenger fella's got it cracked. He's cracked it. And no one's going to beat this team. This team, they've just won the league at cancer. Fergie hasn't got an answer for them. I wonder if that was 50% of his mind thinking, I I don't have anything for this. And the other 50%, as you said, is, no, I'm not fucking taking this line down. I'm coming back. Well, 
there's some that say just hearing that it was Sven that was going to take over was part of the reason that just really got his blood boiling. Just hearing about this guy who's so brilliant, he's probably heard Neville coming back from the England camps and say, oh, this, this, he's a great guy, this, this new manager. Yeah. And Sven says that Fergie told him that he was going to kill him at one stage. I just remember seeing that. I remember seeing Sven revealing that. That's wild. So, I don't know. Maybe it gets them over the line. Elsewhere, they, they lose in the FA Cup third round to Arsenal. Imagine, they were... just imagine a scandal where Sven was killed and Fergie <laughs> has, gets pulled in. Well, you did say you were going to kill him at one point. So um, They lose the League Cup final to Liverpool. You'll probably be able to tell me more. I read that it was one of Jersey Dudek's best games in a Liverpool shirt. Yeah, yeah, which ironically, I think one of one of his most disastrous games um, happened to be against United as well. So you've really got full circle there. If memory says right, Owen and Gerrard scored, I believe. He won 2-0, so yeah, right. Uh, and they lose to Real Madrid in the Champions League quarterfinal. So the Ronaldo could, game. Yeah, it could. It's then does get that Premier League title over the line. It's probably as good of a start as he could have hoped for. There's no shame in going out to Arsenal in the FA Cup, Real Madrid in the Champions League. The Liverpool one in a final is going to stink. But you've got the Premier League to fall back on. Yeah, yeah. Presumably, at the time of losing the League Cup final, you'd still be doing well in the league. So you, yeah. you couldn't have too much complaint at that point, you would think. 2003-2004, they finished third in the Premier League behind the Invincibles and Chelsea. Hmm. Safe to say, I don't think they're overturning that. Uh, they win the FA Cup. They beat Millwall in the final, Arsenal in the semi-finals. So we would have had Sven against Arsenal in the first crunch tie, really, that they'd faced together. They go out the League Cup in the fourth round to West Brom. And they go out the Champions League to Jose Mourinho's Porto. Now, <laughs> if Sven had got this one over the line, and United win that tie. Maybe Jose never becomes Chelsea manager. He probably doesn't. Yeah, he probably doesn't. And sometimes crazy it, could, thing. It, it could be like, not that, I've done, not that I've done it recently. I swear. Football manager, sometimes, <laughs> if you were to reset, it just does take doing something a little bit differently to change the outcome of the game. Even if it's not necessarily the best lineup, just something needs to be tweaked, something a little bit different. Maybe Sven's pair of hands was all that would have taken in that tie to get them over the line. Jose doesn't win that Champions League. He doesn't go on to be Chelsea manager. And we're saved a whole lot of torment from him. <laughs> yeah, but then on, on that basis as well, they're going to give the job to someone else. Does the Abramovich era get off to a, probably a shabby start by comparison? Yeah. They would have thrown money around still, but without Jose's management, they would have probably gone for someone like Didier Deschamps at that point, maybe Rafa. And then it could have got off to a whole different start. Yeah. A weird back to the future that we've just yeah. snapped a twig and that Jose's career doesn't happen and Sven is the guy. 0405, they finished third in the league again behind Chelsea and Arsenal. They lose thinking the FA Cup. Yeah. Figure this time, Pete, though. If Sven is a, a bit of a, a questionable one with United, does. Roman come in at Chelsea and go, we're going to nick Man United's manager. Because obviously he has the talks with Chelsea as well later on. Mm. 
do you think there's any sort of right? We're going to go and get the biggest club. We're going to take that manager off him because it's a bit tenuous. There, well, I mean, I've got later on that maybe he says Fergie. How do you fancy uh, coming over here? Blimey. He scorned with United. He says, look, you had troubles with getting money out of them. It's not going to be an issue over here. Jeez. Could have been, well, it wouldn't have been beautiful, but yeah, that's pick your poison territory, actually. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to think at this point, we don't hate Chelsea as much. No. But then once Fergus there, you're, yeah. Times 100. Yeah, four or five, they're third in the third in the league. They lose the FA Cup final to Arsenal. They lose the League Cup semi to Chelsea. They lose in the Champions League to Milan in the first knockout round. So it would potentially be his first trophyless season. Now, Fergie had credit in the bank. It's probably likely that Sven, if he's only won that league then in the first three years, he probably does get sacked at this stage. Most definitely, I think he would have been under pressure the year before. If you look, if yeah. you look at that, if you think FA Cup winning an FA Cup, winning FA Cup against Millwall does have a bit of an asterisk at that point to them, yeah. like you said, because he doesn't have the credit in the bank that Fergie does. Finishing third beneath Chelsea, who obviously just got this money, and Ranieri is still the manager at this point, is significant. That is how it would look. They're going to say, "Well, you know, okay, Arsenal, this great team at the minute." Now Chelsea have jumped us as well. Yeah. What's going on? I think he would have been under serious pressure if he wasn't already. Been to that point, if the FA Cup saved him, I think this season would he wouldn't make the full season. I don't think on that basis. And if Fergie hasn't taken another job yet, then he's definitely hanging over him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But obviously, Chelsea obviously smashed the league at this point, so probably mid-season. I think this probably happens. Yeah, but for the basis of this, if we say that he goes into the 2005-2006 season, they finish second in the league by eight points to Chelsea. They lose in the FA Cup fifth round to Liverpool. Now, they win the League Cup this year in what's probably the weakest run to a trophy I've ever seen. Okay. Barnett, West Brom, Birmingham, Blackburn, Wigan. That was it. It was fucking Wigan, wasn't it? The final yeah. Year. They win it like 4 0. That is bad, isn't it? It's also the season they finish bottom of their Champions League group and don't even get into the UEFA Cup in a group with Villarreal, Benfica and Lille. Mm. Oh, Jesus. I mean, the, the would they have a better European record than Sven, do you think? You think that one of the asterisks, if you can make one next to Fergus figures for all his longevity at the club, maybe yeah. should have done a little bit more in Europe. I know he says it himself. I guess could Sven's style of management have helped with that? The ones to look back on, they they lose out to Porto by a single goal over the two legs. Um, we, we shouldn't to, forget good Porto team, but Manchester yeah. still would have been the favourites. Tough to hold against them going out to Madrid and the other ones AC Milan. Hey, that's a good Milan team. Yeah, only the best to overcome them. <laughs> and yeah, that's only like some Milan Baros. Can that's overcome the, them. That's the year after Istanbul. Oh, no, it's not. No, it's not. Sorry. It's the year that before is Istanbul, Istanbul, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Four four five. Five. yeah God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Don't uh, you worry. I've got it in my memory. It's fun. Yeah. No foul there. So we think there's no way we're saying he does better than Fergie overall. Because, I mean, it's, it's quite a bleak run for Fergie, to be fair. I imagine it is being far more United dominant. 
yeah, that um, obviously the league title after this U-turn, he does probably keeping him there, really, if you think of... Well, not keeping him there, but less pressure on yeah, I don't yeah. remember feeling there was a pressure on him. I do remember the year after the League Cup win, there were questions of... Um, I remember the first time where I heard, like, is this good enough? Basically, they've, they've had a trophy, but is that enough for Man United? <laughs> I remember really thinking, like, he's won something. What's the disaster here? But there was a feeling of, oh, look, you know, this club is better than this, and it's just a League Cup. What does it mean? Yeah. Especially for United at the time, because yeah, they're seen yeah. as being less competition. So, hmm. um, And, it, you know, as, as we've touched on there, Fergie gets away with it based on credit in the bank. Spain isn't getting that grace. <laughs> no. How do you think he manages the likes of Roy Keane? I mean, just in that squad when he takes over, in terms of personalities, Bartes, both the Nevilles were on, Laurent Blanc, Beckham, Giggs, Keane, Skulls. They're the bigger personalities in the team. You think he has to win over at least 75% of those? Yeah, definitely. Would have been interesting the Keane dynamic, wouldn't it? Because he seemed to hate, well, he hates Fergie now, but he also does seem to appreciate the drive that he was given. And it doesn't mm. feel like Sven's giving that same drive, at least from what we've seen. Yeah, I do, I do wonder if Keane would be frustrated with him for his lack of, yeah, like you said. But if, at the same time, Keane of this point, if he's sort of left to run the dressing room, he might go, you know what, that's fine. You do whatever yeah, it is yeah. you do, and I'll, I'll take charge of this. That's fine by me. Obviously, the issue of Keane and Fergie was that they're both control freaks. So if you have one element isn't a control freak in Sven, we think, maybe it might actually be a, an oddly good partnership. Yeah, with the ghost of Fergie hanging over them. This is another thing, isn't it? Does, for all Fergie says he's not going to be associated with the club, does he still hang around? And We have all the problems that basically Moyes experienced. He said that and he got on the team bus. Yeah, I mean, that's just not giving a new guy a chance at all, is it? No, I'm not sure Sven would have been standing for that. Yeah, obviously also the issue with Moyes was that he was a picked successor, whereas Ericsson would have been the opposite. He's not one of the names Fergie's given, so Fergie's probably less inclined to stick around because he doesn't really want to be associated with this. So that's the interesting, interesting thing with that yeah. is what well, is the I know people have had a bit of a sort of, I don't know if it's quite conspiracy theory but a bit of an idea that Fugie isn't gutted that it hasn't worked out since he's left that it didn't that the fact that he's put Moyes in there he's not too worried oh. that Moyes is going to outdo him I do wonder because we said of how big Sven's reputation is at this point whether he wouldn't want Sven getting it because if he does then go on and do a similar job or even better how much his ego comes into this, hence recommending people like Kirbishley, who you go, we'll probably do an okay job at this point, but not going to do anything that's going to set the world up. I do wonder how much that was factored in. I can hear him saying things like, you know, I only want the best for the club, and at the moment this isn't good enough for a club United stature. 100%, yeah. He's going to keep getting interviews. Why is this guy still being interviewed? (laughs) Oh, well, just released it to the press. The the other side of this coin then is... What happens with the English national side? Now, hmm. Alan Kirvishley mentioned earlier, I was looking at the names that could possibly have been linked, and he does seem to be the most obvious option. Um, hmm. Going 
into the uh, 2002-03 season, so if we look at 0-1-2, the summary of Charlton's season says, despite being without several key players for long periods of time due to injury, Charlton did well in their 11th season under the management of Alan Kirbishley. They were in with a real chance of UEFA Cup qualification as late as March, but a failure to win any of their final eight league games dragged them down to 14th. Mm. I feel like that's one of those where at the time then, only the start of the season is looked at and they kind of put the second half of the season to one side. Maybe they put it down to the fact he is being linked with the with the England job. There would have yeah, been a lot going on. That, that thing, somebody you just given a chart in the season, I, you know, I don't don't want to speak for every Premier League season they had, but that was the feeling with them was that they used to just get to 40 points and then coast. So like those last eight games, for example, being a disaster, yeah. sounds totally on brand for what this team was doing. And they obviously get frustrated with it at that time. Little did they know, yeah. <laughs> you, you'd have taken this, boys. It probably would have helped that he had so many English players in his team too. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying many of these would have been playing for England, but Chris Powell, Graham Stewart, Jason Yule, Scott Parker, Paul Kinshesky, yeah, Luke Young. They all played over 30 games for him that season. So in a time when the word of mouth probably did a lot for the manager, I've got to think he's only had positive reviews coming out about him. And you think they probably would have looked at English manager after Sven as well. Yeah. Someone who does yeah, deal with the press a bit better. Yeah, that's let's face it, that's basically it, isn't it? Is that Kirby is seen as a good, fairly young, up and going man- English manager. And the whole thing of Sven leaving probably would have been, and this is a nice thing to say, probably would have been characterized as a foreign manager who just didn't understand the English job, yeah, yeah. didn't understand the pride and everything associated with that, and took the first big offer that came to him, which is unfair, but is how it probably would have been portrayed. Absolutely. Instead of uh, which of Lamp- can Lampard and Gerard play together, it's uh, which of Lampard, Gerard, and Skulls are playing alongside Scott Parker. We get him in the team. Because the other one, if you're looking at English managers, is, is Sam Allardyce at the time, but Bolton have just had their first season back in the Premier League. Um, they finished below Charlton that year. So they're probably going to be looking to Kirbishley first. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Look at those two were the ones just under McLaren that again looked at when we go when we get him in yeah. uh, 2006 as well. They were still the uh, the next sort of lot in the bookies rankings. They were the next guys. And eleven seasons at Charlton at that stage, he probably feels there isn't much more I can do with this. It's not like it's his first season in the league. I think, yeah, yeah. When he does obviously eventually, I think that is exactly his thinking is I can't really do anything else here. Has there ever been in football many divorces where both sides have lost out quite like Kirby and Charlton? <laughs> Not gone well for either of them. No, because a lot of people, you look back and a lot of people are like, yeah, Charlton are my second team, or I used to quite like Charlton. And then I don't really hear that much anymore. <laughs> I've been to the Valley. It's a nice, nice little gaff. Not a bad little stadium. Love to see Kirbishley. Huh? Was that just to see Kirbishley? No, no, no. This was uh, a few years ago. I used to live with a Charlton fan. It might have been uh, Chris Powell. Might have been manager at that point. No, Luke Young. No, no, no. They were languishing in League One. 
which spoiler alert they stayed yeah. you you mentioned it and we've mentioned it already does fergie come back how long realistically does he stay away particularly if if sven wins that first season back so you're saying does he come back to another job well, that's, a, that's the question, I guess. If we assume United are sticking with Sven until 2006, does okay. Fergie stay retired that long? Right, what other options is he going to have? It's, it is the Chelsea one, isn't it? Chelsea really? won, and he says that through various stages in his career, he was offered jobs at both Barca and Madrid. So maybe one right. of them comes back in. You I mean, clearly wouldn't have had a shortage of options. Yeah, I mean, Madrid, I could be wrong. They they, they hire Carlos Quiroz around this sort of time, don't they? I mean... If, he, if, if you're going to take Fergie's assistant, you'll definitely take Fergie. They hire Capello fresh off the match-fixing. His first <laughs> job after being after the match-fixing at Juve is, is at Madrid. They also, they also win the league, but bin Capello because it just wasn't yeah, attractive too enough. Too boring, yeah. <laughs> If that's not Madrid, I don't know what it is. The fact that he then comes back for, what, 12 years? He's definitely not sitting on his sitting, sitting on his hands for that long. And I, I don't think he's... It really was a reign like of terror, a, wasn't it? Yeah, and I don't think he's taken like a technical director job anywhere else. I think that was probably suited to United. He's, he said he only wanted to work 90 days a year in that job, and that was part of the fallout. Fergie only wants to work 90 days a year. Yeah, if he was in the technical director's job, he didn't see why right. he should be doing more than that. That's where uh, Randnick obviously got his approach from. Like, well, <laughs> yes. Hang on, I'm not, I'm not doing more than I've got to do. So it's, it's, uh, I, I think he comes, but I actually think he probably would take the Chelsea job. If he's ended on poor terms of United, it's probably as a two fingers up to you. Yeah, you are right. If, they've, if they have had a falling out, that is probably... I, I don't see him going abroad. That could be could be wrong in saying that. I just don't see it for all the offers. So I think if he was going to come back to another job, Roman coming at Chelsea could be the one. Yeah. It's been a very odd Scotland. thing. Yeah, that's the thing. He can't really get back to Scotland, can he? You think, once you've won a league with Aberdeen, what else yeah. are you going to do in Scotland? Yeah. You're not going to do anything else. So are we saying by what we've said results-wise that the United spiral starts earlier? And does that mean then it gets solved earlier? Because from what we've got, we've got him down as winning a Premier League and FA Cup and a League Cup in four years. Hmm. So if Fergie doesn't come back and we look at who could potentially be next then... The options I have down, David Moyes has just finished 11th with Everton, but his success in taking them fourth is fresh in their memory. So maybe we go to Moyes just even earlier. Yeah, yeah, possible. Mark but without Hughes, the Fergie reference, obviously. At this yeah. Point. Mark Hughes has just finished sixth with Blackburn, and he's only managed Wales prior. So at this stage, his stock, again, is probably... That is peak Mark Hughes stock, surely. Yeah. <laughs> So it's not getting any higher and you don't have the trail of jobs that follow him after. He, he, he was decent at City, but even then it's not quite... No. He was being talked about. And he wasn't a, going he was to United talk, after that. Routinely being talked about as a future Man United manager at this point. 
So maybe they maybe they go there. Their issue is so was Steve Bruce freaking wish anyone who would do half um, decent. Fabio Capello is leaving Juve after they've been caught match fixing. So do United say if he's good enough for Madrid, we'll get in there first? Yeah. Yeah, you could be right. And also, Louis van Gaal is looking for a new job after leaving Barcelona in 2003. Does this one happen sooner? Mm. His stock's still very high. Yeah. Not high enough. He goes to AZ Alkmaar for half a season. But... It's only a short trip before he then goes uh, back to the big leagues. He wins a league with AZ, doesn't he? I think, I think he certainly think, has a, a spell with them where he does. If he I think that was prior. I think spell. that was prior to 2003 when he... And then he goes and then comes back. And I think after he comes back, he doesn't go as well as he hoped. Fair enough. That sounds about right, like him. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps what's most depressing here is if we say that they take a similar path to where they've got to this epiphany they have now that, you know, we might actually have to sort things out here. We can't just kind of paper <laughs> over the cracks. That same run takes them to around 2015. Just in time for Pep Guardiola and Jurgen Klopp to be ready to come to the Premier League. I don't like what you're suggesting here. <laughs> I don't like it in the slightest. And Klopp's available first, is he not? Hmm. It's difficult, though, because obviously our, our, we're changing our timeline a bit, but would the, would the Jose thing not have probably happened sooner in this case? Well, my, my thinking here to get to this stage is essentially three managers all for the exact same time frame that they were at the club. So we essentially do what happened post-Fergie, post-Sven. And that takes us to 2015. And what, is Jose one of these or is it... Well, it could be anyone in that three. Any three managers. Yeah. So they've yeah. run through three managers and they yeah. right, we need to sort this out. Yeah. Nine years. I mean, they probably would have gone for Pep, wouldn't they? That's, that would have been what they would have gone for, I think. Um, whether they would have been able to pull it off at this point questionable that would have been depressing i did always think he'd go there i thought like the history of the club whatever would fit him but he made the uh obviously the sensible decision and went to my well, yeah, i thought we were going to get pep or klopp and, <laughs> and then neither <laughs> happened wenger <laughs> just was clinging on for dear life he wouldn't go no because i can't see that there's anyone in and around the time that's coming in and doing the complete rebuild job there's no one that I've seen in football who's been prepared at a high level to come in and United in that time. I can't say they were any, they were any smarter then than they are now. It was just Fergie was papering over a lot of cracks. So they probably do take just as long, if not longer, to realise we're going to have to peel things back. And I mean, they still haven't really realised now. I'm just saying it for the sake of argument, but it probably... Yeah, th- does have At that spiral soon. It is slightly it is a slightly different context at this point, only in that clubs weren't sounds stupid to say, almost not as professionals are like, what are constructed in the same way whereby people talk, don't they, about the structures like Liverpool and City have in place, technical directors or whatever doing these different jobs. At this point there is still 
a hangover from where managers like Fergie who would do everything. Yeah. Where, yeah, we have very where few. United of now, where you're like, well, United, that whole structure just doesn't need to sort it from head to toe. I think it's less important at this stage than to have everything in place like it is now. Obviously, a couple of years after this period, you were talking about City have got it bang on, Liverpool will eventually get there. So it becomes even more where you find himself with United now, where even if you get a new manager who's the top of the range, it's going to be hard for them. They've kind of got to pick their poison in that sense if you gave United fans the choice, because it's like Chelsea have that dominance then. And if United sort themselves out sooner, then you can potentially stop Liverpool having the success that they do now. <laughs> or you wait yeah. it out, and as you are now, you have your worst times while Liverpool are having their best times in our lifetime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how we think Fergie would be remembered is one of the last things I wanted to get onto. And if he retires at this stage, his resume reads one Champions League, seven Premier Leagues, four FA Cups, one League Cup, five Community Shields, one Super Cup. Is he still called the Premier League GOAT? Yeah, but if the rest of the time was carrying on, Pep's very much coming for the crown. It's whether Jose stays long enough. Yeah. Yeah, that is that would be the question. Because it's unlikely Wenger fills in that era. Like it's not like we were finishing second to Chelsea each time and you can say, or second to United each time, and you can say, right, if we take them out, it's Wenger's for the taking. It's pretty much if it's not United, it's gonna be Chelsea in that time frame. Yeah, this this is it, isn't it? Is you would have said if Fergie leaves town at this point, then if it doesn't go well for United in the following season under under Sven or whoever would have taken over, you'd have said, Well, that would have been Arsenal's title. So you'd have maybe have one more. But then obviously the Chelsea takeover happens. The rest is history in terms of their their spell of dominance. And then Arsenal, by this point, are starting to decline a little bit under Wenger. I think that's pretty clear to see. So, everyone's case would have been enhanced. I think Josie would have been starting to be talked about as potentially the best by the time he leaves Chelsea that first time round already. I know it's only two league titles, but people forget how big his reputation was at that point. Wenger would have been spoken about a little bit more. Could he be the guy? Um, and obviously Pep now would definitely be talked about as, look, maybe this is actually the best. So he probably still is in people's minds, but I think there's at least a debate whereby at the minute yeah. it's not really being debated too much. No. Although I think probably there is a debate with Pep now, potentially, but I think if you were to do a a survey of 100 random people, I imagine Fergie's coming out a pretty comfortable win still. Yeah, I think Pep needs to leave, really, for that to happen. because there's Probably true, there. yeah. But it, it, there's the basis that some people will say it's just easier now because he has money. Like, United weren't financially more dominant than every other team in the country for several of those seven Premier League titles up to 2001, 2002. So. Yeah, yeah, it's the extent to which... Um, yeah. The financial muscle, isn't it? But I, I think the better argument for Pep is that I do think there's more of a depth of strength in the league. Yeah. Now, when you look at some of these teams at this point, you do look at it and go, that's not the same sort of quality as a mid-table team now. Do you think if this era of Sven happens, do you think we look back it back on it 
as a joke time like David Moyes or is it just he wasn't Fergie? Uh, it's difficult, isn't it? Because it could have... I mean, it could have descended into farce anyway because That's, of the, yeah. the, the situation with Sven always could. could so it probably that... depends how it ends. Yeah, probably. That probably colours how we sort of uh, how we view the whole thing i don't i know we've we've touched on saying we probably think he still gets that league win i don't think it's a formality though and if he doesn't then obviously this then becomes a lot different but you go and i think up here and he cut there yeah this is probably still a bit of a disaster of a a spell because of how good fergie had been before this yeah we we kind of burn out as the season comes to an end um and there's, mm. there's multiple times where we could take over United or at least put more pressure on and we just keep fumbling. I think we even lost on the last day of the season to Leeds or in the penultimate game. So it may be that he just had a bit more leeway than he would have in the years that follow. Mm. But we aren't saying he would have been a better fit than Fergie in the way that Gerrard would have been a success at Chelsea. No, no, I think the best case scenario for Sven is that he did that thing you said, right? He's decent, but he's not not Fergie. The worst case, it's a total fucking disaster. <laughs> they, they, they got off to a bad start. All the headlines are bad in. They get thrust forward. And it's, this guy's a joke. Get him out. And I don't, I think one thing for those players, where they obviously had this relationship with Fergie, obviously it was going to be hard for whoever came in. But I certainly think if you're not taken seriously, as Sven, potentially if it went wrong, few bad results, bad run of form. I think people would start to really, really question his methods and what he was doing. How does Kirby do it in 2004? Oh, sorry. So if you thought the it was difficult to replace Fergie later on, if you look at, you said, the characters in that dressing room in the, in the early noise, I think probably have an even closer connection to Fergie at that point. So it's probably even harder to go in and, and replace him as a personality. How does Kirby should get on his ass yeah. before? <laughs> the thing was, we should have probably won that tournament. And so, Kirby isn't like a terrible manager. He's not a great manager either. He's just a solid, decent enough manager. I don't know. We probably have the same conclusion, don't we? Because he probably doesn't solve the problems we have with Gerard Lampard's goals at that stage. So we probably run into the same same result eventually, don't we? Does Scott Parker start a game at that tournament? How old is Scott Parker at this point? Is he because he's he's, he's got to be he's about 20, is he break who twenty one twenty two? He's played thirty games for Kirbyshire in two thousand and one two thousand and two. Has he? Okay, because in my mind I was thinking. Yes, yeah, so I think it's even like thirty six games. Yeah, he played over thirty that season. Everyone I named him, Luke Young, Jason Yule, they all played over thirty games yeah, yeah, that yeah. season. Because obviously he ends up going to Chelsea when around is it oh four oh five sort of time. Yeah. So I was thinking he'd have had like a breakthrough season at Charlton the year before. Obviously he's a little bit earlier. Maybe he would have taken. The thing is, if you're coming from the Charlton manager, can you be seen to be calling up Charlton players? Does that look a bit small time? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Um, maybe. Luke Young gets in, doesn't he? Just yeah. to sort of the backup right back. It's an easy, uh, easy pick. Yeah. How many caps and you've got that in the like, Two or three. Sorry. How many caps did he get in the end? Like two or three. 
Did you? Yeah. That's going to be one of those where it's like a sneaky 10, isn't it? Let's have a look. I'm going to say that 9 or 10. Young England. Um, seven. Okay. All right. 187 games for Chelsea. Blimey. Still walk. At what time does uh, Tor come in with Sven? He's definitely bringing him in, isn't he? <laughs> Immediately. He, he comes through six, does he not? Yeah, he's he's on board by then because that's when the accordion story yeah, comes on. Yeah. And it's look, it's times are getting hard at United. He brings him toward with the accordion, Spain gets on the piano, and all the lads are on board, I think. I mean if morale's bad in, in my office, I, I wouldn't mind someone getting out the accordion just for the sheer novelty <laughs> of being able to play the accordion. I used to know a guy who would go around telling people, you learn the accordion, you'll never go hungry. You'll always have a skill for life. <laughs> of all the things, that seems remarkable. A lot of those people who insist, just anyone that knows how to play the harmonica will insist you know, how, you know that they know how to play the harmonica. <laughs> Keep one in your pocket or something. Bring it out on a night out. Probably helps if you're homeless as well. You'd severely distrust that person. If, if they get a harmonica <laughs> out of their out their pocket, yeah, I can't trust you. Anyone that plays plays one in a film, you're like, mm, what, is, what are you up to? Trying to be slick. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else to add? I think I think we've covered Sven, haven't we? As, as <laughs> much as as much as you can cover that man. As much as anyone has in the last fifteen years. Well, thank you again for listening to another edition of the Spitballing Pod. We'll be back with Movie Madness this Friday. The Town versus Now You See Me. Unsure what we'll be doing next Monday, but there will be a pod there regardless, so be sure to tune in. Until then, adios.